What's up, Dash Fam? Welcome back to Taking Sides the Marriage Podcast. It is good to be here. I'm so excited for this podcast today. Oh, as am I. It's just a Ash and I are just in a good mood today. Mm-hmm. Really good mood. I've been really happy lately. We've been doing really good. Just so you know. I think it always helps to have something that you're almost about to buy <laughs> that gives you kind of like a high. <laughs> Does it? You think that's the only reason we're happy right now? Maybe. I don't. I really think it's coming from inside. I'll, let's, yeah. Maybe Roll just, the intro. Maybe just for me. Hey everyone, you're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us, the Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful, maybe helpful, and definitely entertaining. So please send in your submissions to takingsideswiththedashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. So if I were to boil it down to why I've been feeling great lately, it's because I've stopped caring about what other people think of me, what quote unquote the church would think of me. Or God, probably more God. Or quote unquote God would think of me because I have this new mantra that's like, God loves me and I'm a good person and I am in control of myself and, and I can't control anybody else. Those are like my top three slash is that four things like, because God loves me and I know that I'm a good person and I'm in control of myself and I can't control anybody else. Like this has been the year for mantras like mine. Remember my big mantra or I've always been so like, Oh, if someone else is doing something differently than me, like choosing to do kind of like complete, like, handle their life differently than me or like if they have just like similar people do things differently i always would think i must be doing it the wrong way yeah it's weird that that would be like your default yeah but people just do what makes them happy happy they choose to do with their money what makes them happy they choose to like spend their time doing what makes them happy they raise their kids in the way that makes them happy and their advice that they've given you is only what has worked for them in the past that's just what they have resonate with and if i don't resonate with it it doesn't mean that i have to do it you don't that's been my big that's good big thing that's really good especially with people you admire you know like they're still going to do things differently than you and their way might be a great way but your way might also be a better way for to you. approach something or for do just something. for you it do, there is no right way it's just what way is better what way do you? you feel good about what do you feel what do you feel is right in your heart you are in control of your life nobody else is in control of your life and you are not in control of anybody else's life like boom take away so much stress right there you're not in control of your kids you're not responsible for them you're responsible to them for how you behave and doling out consequences like at, that are, are natural to their behaviors, help them learn just that there are consequences like for their behaviors, but you're not in control of their behavior. Yeah. You, you just, can't control a kid's behavior. Essentially, our job is to help them grow up and be and and be able to be successful in society. 
like just yeah. to interact you are the in calm society. authority figure as the adult and in your marriage too you're the calm uh, you're not well you're not authority figure but you're the calm in charge of yourself person thinking about your emotions and expressing them rather than just being the reactive person mm-hmm. that that's goes for marriage and then for kids you are the calm authority figure not freaking out emotionally either just being like ah shoot we talked about that and you still did it so here's the consequence sorry like i think we've you gotten, are the doler of consequences as a parent gotten, you don't have to react and freak out at anything you're like ah shoot well we got to go to your room for a little bit to calm down we have that's kind of, really hard to do by the way it's easy to say hard to do but we're working on it okay i'm finishing i just don't want to sound like i'm just this perfect parent all of a sudden right but it's something i'm learning okay go on we have i think gotten into a little bit of the habit where we just kind of don't make big decisions or do crazy wild things that might make our hearts sing with joy because not only do we have our families who you know like everyone kind of hears what their family thinks about their decisions we also have like 700,000 people on the internet who also chime in and it's easy to be like, oh, that doesn't affect us and we're so brave and like, but it does like before we make any decision or f- we're just like, oh, what's everyone going to think about that? Like, is it worth the backlash, the potential backlash? Yeah. And I think for a while we've just been like, no, but it's not. Let's kind of keep our heads down. Um, and now Del and I are kind of like overdoing that. I don't care anymore. And like if literally if our business fails, I'll just figure out something else to do. We're just like tr- not wanting to do anything that ticks anyone off, which if you know anyone, they everyone does things that tick other people off because it's just they do things in the way that other people wouldn't do things. Okay, on to the questions. All right. No, wait. wait, no, go up, 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 up. I saw one. There's I just so many good no, ones. No, no, no. It guys. was a time sensitive one. It huh? said time sensitive wedding trouble. That was what we did last time. Oh, okay. I think they responded. Did you see what they said? Because this was kind of a rant of mine yesterday, uh, the last podcast. Oh, they were the ones who had the ranch. This, they, yeah, the ones that had the ranch. And uh, I ranted about about like being in control and stuff and the all wedding those things. Ring? So the wedding the ring. Wedding band. The husband having really strong opinions about her wedding ring and all that stuff. Um, she says, I totally get where you come from on the podcast and I will not freak out and rage at him. LOL. I do like the part about hearing him out on reasoning. I think it's less of a control thing and more of his vision of what it would look like. I will definitely need to be more open about my feelings and compromise. I like the idea of two, one anniversary and one wedding band. Love hearing your opinions on the subject. All right. Well, let us know how it goes, Alexis. And just try not to make it a big deal. And I don't know. One, it might just be one of those things you have to compromise on or... Hopefully, like, maybe he'll just realize that it's your ring that you're wearing and looking at every day and you should be able to choose which one you want. If all else fails, you could lose it. <laughs> you just accidentally <laughs> lose it. There's always that one. And then get a new one. Oh, and shoot. then well, let's find try mine this it time. a couple years later. That's just lying. I do not well, condone that. Do I don't you? either, but sometimes. I don't think. I think that once there's a little lie that separates you a little bit, it's easy for others to creep in. I don't know. I think with something silly like that it might just be fine uh, i don't i don't condone that i know i don't, don't like that idea at all just so you know dallin doesn't like it but i don't think it's that terrible would you do that to me you would lie to you would have this constant lie behind my back it's not constant it is it's like it would be there every day if you're being like, what if i like, just went through your drawers being a stick in the mud well i wouldn't hide it in my drawers dallin i am a great hider 
I wouldn't, if you're being like a stick in the mud and won't let me get the wedding ring I want to get, and you're being uncompromising, I could see myself losing the wedding ring. That just sounds like a breeding ground for trouble to me. Well, I think you would come to a place one day where you would see say, I was really being a stick in the mud. And you really didn't like that. And I made you wear it against your will. So maybe you were in the wrong. Maybe. If you pin me into a corner, things might happen. Okay. Anyways, let's go on to the next one. Um, When is the best time? Ooh, this is cryptic. What's Courtney talking about? Courtney. Hey, Dashley's my husband and I can't seem to agree on when is the best time to have our first baby. Mm. Hmm. We have been married for almost four years and I assumed we would start our family a year or two after we got married. But due to him being deployed the first year of our marriage and his job taking him halfway across the United States twice, we spent the first two and a half years apart. Holy cow, that'd be so hard. We are now settled and bought our first house in March. I've been struggling with this for a while because even though I'm only 25, both my mom and grandma had ovarian cancer before they were 30 and were no longer able to have children. It has been hard to let go of these expectations I had for my life. But in one of your podcasts, you talked about how letting go of expectations helps you not feel so disappointed. This is something that has helped me work through some of this struggle. I once heard that women run on a biological clock and have goals that they want to meet by a specific age, while men tend to run more of a financial clock and don't want to take the next step until they feel they are financially ready. I feel like this is us spot on. My husband wants to wait a few more years to give us more time to financially recover from our time apart and buying our first home. What are your thoughts on the situation? I thought maybe a third-party opinion would help us take this next step. Appreciate Here's the your thing time. About- Wish all the best. Courtney. Thank you, Courtney. So... I don't be I don't think babies are that expensive. Like they don't have to be. Um if you have good insurance, most of that is covered in the hospital. Especially if you fall into like a tax bracket. Well, if he's still in the army, most medical is is completely covered or in the military. And then you really don't have to have like all of the nicest things to have a happy life with your baby. Is it more fun? Yeah. Is it easier? Yeah. I don't know, but babies like don't have to be super expensive. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, as far as the right time to start, if you're worried and want to have a baby and that's important to you and your husband, I would just really figure out, is he a, a 10 or is he like a three? Yeah. Because if you're a 10 and he's a three, he like, he might be able to just be like, oh, you're a 10 in this. Like out of one out of 10, you're a 10 at wanting to have a baby now because of X, Y, and Z. And I'm a three or a four because of X, Y, and Z. But it's really no big thing. Yeah. If you're going to have a baby in two years or now, it's really the same thing. We say this a lot. You'll never be ready. Like financially ready, I guess, just have enough money to cover your deductible, I guess. And then, but like, I mean, besides diapers and formula and like 50 other things, there's not much you need to buy. <laughs> just kidding. No, like you can, no, but, there's but always real, options. Like there's like, always like a pack and play versus a really nice crib. Yeah. The George slept in a pack and play for the first like two years Our of his life. almost like them better because they they're like hands and legs don't get stuck in the bars when and then when you go on trips they still sleep in their own bed yeah so like you don't have to go we bought a little nicer mattress for it by the Mm -hmm. way 
But yeah, there are things to do and you'll never feel totally ready to have a baby. So like as long as you're not struggling financially, like you've got a nice solid budget and you're able to meet it with ease and um, like you got some wiggle room in there for a new new things to be added to it for the baby, Mm -hmm. like then I wouldn't let that freak you out. And I would think it's more about just know that your family and friends will help like they are like so many do. I guess I don't know your situation. You know it best, but family and friends help so much with babies and God helps for sure because it's a beautiful thing. And I would say like, it, yeah, it's go on. like we were the same where we worried about money the most um, where I think we should have been worrying about is our relationship ready for a baby? And like Dallin and I have thought about baby number three and we're not in like, we're, we're, we're actually in a really great place right now. Um, but it's not about the money so much for us as the thing that's holding us, us off is we just know like the last two years have been really hard on our marriage. Just like we've kind of grown more apart than we wanted to grow. And we're just working on our friendship before we have baby number three. So because yeah, it's a huge teamwork as effort to Yeah, to we just want to be in a place where where we're working together really well before we get into this huge joint project of having a newborn. Mm-hmm. So I would almost worry more about like you can obviously have a great marriage and like we have a great marriage. I'm not saying our marriage isn't great. There's just things like that we recognized that baby num- like with George and with James, like that we struggled with working together through those newborn phases. Um, and we just kind of want to be on a, on really sure footing. Yeah. For baby Read eight dates three. together, get that nailed down. Make sure your budget is just like, you feel secure in your budget with some wiggle room in it. Do for all a the baby things we then... didn't do, like figure out your parenting style <laughs> together. Be, yeah. Like read some books well, together. I mean, you could read parenting books for years no, but and like, still not what, feel like, ready until you actually have a baby. A lot of it is just you learn on the go. I like, had babies no idea, are very like, resilient. No, like, but like it would, it would have been so helpful if like I knew what was important for you like as a parent like oh yeah just talking about like the basics and you knew and you, what how was your vision for me and, and, of what you and want for your kid and how you vision being a parent what are your like, non-negotiables what are mine like what yeah. are your like do you do corporal punishment and maybe the default is yes because that's how you grew up but when you think about it you're like no i don't want to harm another human being because they're misbehaving i want to help them use their brain to make their own decisions and not use force I guess it's clear what my opinion is on that. Anyways, learning about ages and stages. Like there's so much to learn, like learning about how are you going to handle sleep with a baby together? There's, if we have another baby, we never did this. And the biggest, one of our biggest issues was how do we handle teaching our children to sleep? And I was very against sleep training and Dallin was more for it. And it was a big fight all the time because babies don't sleep very well. Yeah. Um, there's a course that I want to buy before we have our next baby called she's from an Instagram lady called taking care of babies, C A R A. And she goes very thoroughly through all the ages and stages of sleep and, and, and good. She's a, um, she was a, a labor and delivery nurse and, um, like took care of newborns her whole career. And she just gives lots of like concrete medical advice and concrete. Like I have, have had four children advice, Um, in a very like nurturing and loving way all of my friends who have done it have loved it so that's i would want to do that before a baby and do that with my husband so that we were both on the same page of how to do things 
I just feel like Dallin and I, our first two babies, we had them back to back. It, it was so much better with James only because I think we knew how to, to, to take care of a baby better. Georgia was just so like, what do we do? Baby number three, we'll be pros. So I would just spend a lot of time kind of like learning how to take care of babies. However you can take a class together, read books together, just prepare yourselves together so that you're on the same page. You know, like what to do when this happens or what you're going to try and do when this happens just so you can like work together better as a team. Yeah. So having some of those conversations, but then not waiting too long too, because like a lot of it is learn as you go. And if you both are passionate about this and feel like it's the right thing to do for you, not because others are expecting you to, then, then do it with like God's help and, and like feeling finances are somewhat intact. Like you'll receive some grace and he needs, help. He needs to be ready though. Like don't have a baby with someone who's not ready to have a baby. Like he needs it's to want. It's just so hard to know. Like, no, what like that you don't have to before be. Before you have a baby, you have no I'm idea saying, what to expect. No, he needs to be on board. Oh, like, well, yeah. Like be prepared. Like no, understand just like, a little bit about it. Don't have a baby with someone unless, until they're excited to have a baby too. Like. Oh yeah. It like, come like, on, like it's not one of those things you just do to please your spouse. Like it's, it's, it is, it literally changes your life. And you have to rewrite your expectations really for things. And you have to rewrite your vision. Your entire life will soon revolve around a tiny baby that relies on you for every single thing. Yeah. Well, in a wonderful, beautiful, you created a family sort of way, but yeah. don't. So if you're if, if you're kind really of against ready, it, then don't like like the baby's not going to fix problems. No, I'm just saying if he's really, really not ready, I wouldn't have a baby. Like I would rather wait to have a baby than have a baby with someone who wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. Or who wasn't excited to have a baby. Because yeah. you kind of need that to carry you through the hard parts. Like the, the the knowledge that I wanted to do this. I chose to do this versus like I wasn't ready to do this. And she pushed me into it. Yeah, because it's a, that's a hard thing to get over. Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. All right. This next one is called Engagement Woes. Help. I like the subject lines. It's like a little, it's like a YouTube video, how you try to make the title like clicky, you know, Mm -hmm. not clickbaity because that's annoying if you click on something and it didn't deliver. Everything's clickbait. It's just a spectrum. But if it actually delivers on the title, then it can be as like exciting and and extravagant as you want it to if it actually delivers. Right. We just disagree on terminology here. I just oh. think everything is clickbait and it's just whether or not the, the like, I guess I think clickbait is something that pulls you in like bait, but it's not actually what yeah, but it like, seems. I could have a title. I could have a vlog about George's birthday and he falls and hurts his knee on his birthday. And I could call it toddler's second birthday. Really fun until the, until the end where he hurt his knee. Oh, I'd click on that. <laughs> or I could call it birthday disaster, you know? Uh-huh. They're they're both like like it's true, but it's still clickbait. And I would totally well, do I, there's it. There's a line that you walk for sure. I don't know why we ventured in YouTube land so fast, but yeah, there's a line you really walk there. And I it's see. kind of a game that YouTubers play, and we really try not to cross it because it's so annoying to click on a video that's like I guess I think clickbait would be the article we read in our last podcast about um exciting baby news for king oh for 
the the royal family the royal family exciting baby news yeah when it was really just she went and saw her cousin's baby or something i guess i just think every title the purpose of it is to get you to click so essentially every title is bait to click on like like you're fishing but if it's an actual fish that a or like an actual worm yeah, a fish is going to bite that's the then they're really bait. satisfied that's of it the best bait but it's still clickbait i guess in my i mind. guess i don't think it's bait unless there's a hook underneath the fish it's actually going to catch them and like but you, every title wants to catch let's the catch is the click yeah but actually just give them a worm not a worm with a hook in it no there's always a hook in it whether you're fishing with a fake worm or a real worm there's always a worm in it a, a hook? hook in it yeah what do you mean I think it's just great content if you're actually just giving worms to people and it's not really a hook. Let's just drop it. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, I hate clickbait and Ashley loves it apparently. No, I think everything is clickbait. You think everything ever is clickbait? Yeah, any What title. about just a news article it's and the title bait. is what the news article is about and you click on it and it's just glad i read an article that the title was about. Everything is clickbait. Like every title on the internet is trying to get you to click on it. It sometimes delivers, it sometimes doesn't deliver, and that's like annoying clickbait. But every title essentially is clickbait. Uh, it's just baiting well, you What else click. would a title be? It's just a title tells I'm you saying. what something is about. I don't think clickbait is bad. I think there's bad, pe- like people take it, like there's, it's a spectrum. It's just like, like all things, it's a spectrum. And there's like clickbait that works and clickbait that's annoying. So you just think every single title, no matter what, is clickbait? I think inherently the title's purpose. What else would they put? On like the- the, every book title, it's all clickbait. Like it's just trying to get you to decide in in a moment, like, do I pick up this book or do I leave it? Like, I guess I think clickbait is annoying titles that don't deliver and or like titles that are misleading. But you think anything think can, can be, but I think every title is essentially clickbait. All right. Well, difference of opinion, and we still love each other. See that? All right, next. This one says engagement woes. Help. We'll see if this is clickbait or not. And Ashley's opinion, it is. It is. Okay. Not in a negative way. All right. Hey, Dashleys. First, I want to say I love the positivity you all bring to my life with your vlogs and posts. I wanted your opinion on some engagement woes that I've been having. I'm currently just graduated from college, and my boyfriend is 25 I have been, we have been dating for just under two years and we know that we are going to be together forever. I know we are still a bit young, but we are emotionally ready to get married. Ash and I had already been married for a few years at this point. I was 24. Oh, I was 23 or 24. You were 23. 23. The worry comes from the practical side of things. We have both grown up in households at times and that at times struggled with money more than necessary, and neither of us want that for our own family. Because of this, we want to be as financially stable as possible when we get engaged and married. I found my dream ring online, and it's a bit pricey, but could be a lot worse, roughly $4,000. I want to be able to afford our wedding when we get married, but I know that our parents would help as much as possible too. I guess what I want your opinion on is how I should talk about this with my boyfriend. We have discussed getting married quite a bit, but I tend to want to talk about it for longer than he does. I don't want to pressure him whatsoever, especially since we haven't been together for too long, but I know I want to marry him and I would love to do that sooner than later. Help me, Dallin and Ashley. P.S. We communicate very healthily since listening to your podcast. Your marriage tips and love language tips have helped immensely, which is why I'm struggling to communicate over this without pressuring him. Well, cool. are you guys engaged? Are they engaged? They are not officially engaged. But it seems like kind of unofficially. But they're talking about wanting to be together forever. I would maybe 
just instead of talking about weddings and wedding issues, I would talk about your engagement timeline if you want to be non-romantic like that and just talk about like, hey, we talk about this all the time. Like just worry about step one. Like step one is just to get engaged. So when do you think you'll be getting engaged? And the great thing about not being married is that you are in charge of your money and he is in charge of his money. So if you want to start putting some money away to save up for the ring of your dreams, I don't think anything is wrong with that. Um, do you? I don't. It's kind of weird. Her buying her own engagement ring. What? If, I don't think so. I mean, like we didn't buy anything. Like being having not a lot of money is a very common thing when you're. I first. guess when you know you're going to be married, you kind of start pooling your money a little bit. Yeah. I think the dream though is that the husband or the boy buys it for you, right? This is my take on this, and this might be weird, but I think I also think it's cultural. It's very deeply embedded in the culture to spend a lot of money on a ring, even rings in general. I don't it's I like, don't think it's bad. I'm just saying like my take on this is your money is separate before you get married. And if you do what Dallin and I did, your money is not separate after you get married. And that's just how we did it. Like we don't have separate accounts. So if you're saving up for it or if he's saving up for it, it's literally the same. He should know. He should be on board with it. It doesn't have to be a secret that you're saving it. Okay. Well, maybe I would, if you, if he, if you want this to be in his court, you could send him a picture of the ring and be like, I don't, I don't know your level of communication right now. If you talk about marriage, I don't think it would be weird if you're like, this is my favorite type of ring for whenever that happens. This is what I want my ring to look like. <laughs> it's, it's normal to worry about finances getting married and it just, it depends on. Like literally all you need is, is like a couple bucks for a marriage license, you know? And so like, that's the baseline going to the courthouse, getting declared married. And then from there, like, that's literally all you need to get married. You don't need official, you don't need actual rings or anything. And then from there, it's just, what do you want for your beautiful wedding? You know? And obviously people want their family and friends and it's a big celebration. It's a beautiful thing. And like you can figure out how you can make compromises here and there. Like Ashley, we just had ours in my grandparents' backyard. It's a nice big backyard. We had Cafe Rio Cater. Cost like 900 bucks for food. And that was probably the biggest expense of everything because you used your, your mom's suit. ring. <laughs> my suit was like 500. Yeah, you rented your dress for like 400. So your bouquet of flowers, photos were like three we went we, we were very budget and we i don't think that's cheap. like i'm not saying that's the best way to do it or the worst way to no, do it no we that just, just hurried and got married the way that worked for us and because I'm, being together was more important than like a bunch of stuff i guess but obviously if you can afford it it's super well, like, fun to throw a big party Dallin for and your i marriage. just weren't into like a huge like we just didn't care about that but i think if you do care about that that's amazing too also like our religion like we don't have to rent out a place to get married. You just kind of have to have a place for a reception. We get married in our church's temple. Uh -huh. So, and that's free. Yeah. Um. So we didn't have to have that expense. And I know that venues like that, like to like the place for your ceremony. I mean, you could have your ceremony in a backyard too. A lot of people or do. Or a it. church or your church, you know? Yeah. You I, know, I just know like that ven venues cost money. Um, yeah. Even like renting out churches sometimes costs money. Really? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. What church card charges its own people to get married in it? I don't know. I only know like our church, our and that and that's not that's free. But I I would guess some other churches aren't. Hmm, I don't know. 
just okay. from what I've seen on TV, but I don't know everything. Um, I would just focus on engagement. So find a way to help him know what kind of ring you like. Try and get a timeline. Like not like when are you engaging? When are you proposing to me? But just kind of like an idea of like, you know, like we're dating. Are we taking the next step anytime soon? Like, are you committed to that? Figure out where you are. And once you're engaged, it becomes less of a weird thing to talk about marriage, like the wedding. Yeah. <coughs> good, good plan. Once you're engaged, it's not, you're not pressuring anyone when you talk about your wedding plans. Mm-hmm. So maybe just wait till you're engaged. Having been a wedding videographer, like all the stories I've heard, it's been just kind of like, once you're engaged, the woman just takes lead of everything and the husband's just like, yeah, sure, sure. You know, so like you can take the lead on this if you want. And, he'll and just he can too. I think we've done a couple... I feel like we've done at least one where, where the, the husband's guy more involved in he was stuff. really involved more often than not. It's like, it's the bride saying, I want this and I want this and I want this. And here's the plans. And the husband's just like, sweet, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> so like you can take the lead on this. If you know, you want to be together forever. Like, oh, don't. the couple we did in Zion's national park. I felt like he, like they were both really into they all were, the yeah, details. They were really into it. That was really cool. They flew out here and eloped with just a few family and friends. Mm-hmm. But they were both really into, and their friends were really into all the details too. It was a yeah, really cool. That wedding. was really really cool. Okay, uh, so yeah, like finances, just lay out like we said. Literally, all it takes to get married is a, is a wedding license at the courthouse. So then beyond that, you just lay out your vision and your dreams and your budget, make and a your budget, budget, and then decide what you want to use it for, and then decide what you want to use it for. And the less you spend on your wedding, the more you have for your honeymoon. Just our thoughts. There you go. But like we said. Figure out engagement first. And then once, because it's like, I, I get what you're feeling. They're kind of like, is this weird to talk about this? Am I pressuring him? Once you're engaged, there is no pressure, I think. Or at least for us. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Okay, last one. Okay, last one. How to deal with disagreements and a weird food thing. Weird food things are my favorite things. Yeah. Hello, Down and Ashley. Lisa here, longtime listener and watcher. Love your family. Yes, you can use my name. Well, we already did, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Me and my partner have lived together for about a year now, but for most of it, I haven't been working and I want to work. It has just been really hard for me mentally over the past 12 months because of some physical health things that have happened last year, which was a cause of us moving in together. Okay. Recently, we have been having a lot of arguments about money. Mm. And about the fact that I am at home all the time, studying from home at the moment due to coronavirus. And sometimes I don't do anything that I should with our house. Everything that I should. Oh, everything that I should with our house. He doesn't expect me to do everything. My partner's main love language is acts of service, which means when I'm struggling mentally and don't get a lot done in the house, like dinner isn't cooked for him or the washing isn't done, he feels like I don't care about him as much as I do. What I would love to know is how would you guys deal with this? I'm at the point where I don't really want to do anything to do with my studies, so I am falling behind with them, but I feel like if I spend too much time on them, I won't have enough for the I won't have done enough for the house, so it's kind of a vicious cycle. Okay, I have some things. I would um one of my favorite people on Instagram is Jordan Page, and she talks a lot about productivity. And she's, they're like, she, her and her husband own multiple businesses. They have eight kids. They have so much to do. And she talks, she gives a lot of really great tips for productivity. So I would start following her and she has a lot of fun programs that you can read more about. One of the things that she teaches is time blocks. So you don't have to just work down a list or like, you just don't, it like a never ending list. You look at your day and you break it into blocks and you say for 
for this block of the morning, maybe it's a 20 minute block for 20 minutes in the morning, I'm going to try and get done as much as I can do with the house. I'm going to switch the laundry, do the dishes, fold some laundry, vacuum, just like speed clean for 20 minutes. And I actually did this in kindergarten because I felt so overwhelmed all the time by this mountain of work. Like I could literally work nonstop every second of the day and night and not have it all done. So I you ha- I had to kind of like adopt a, a system where I said, okay, for one hour, I am going to work religiously on organizing my classroom and whatever. I'm no distractions, no shows, no music, like only this. I'm not going to pick up my phone. I'm only going to work on this and get as much done as I can in an hour. And it's incredible what you can do when you don't allow yourself to be distracted. I could go on like for days about this. It was just like a principle I learned about as a teacher and Jordan Page has kind of hit on it a lot as I've followed her. Um, Productivity is a skill and most people are not born with that skill. And maybe you haven't been taught that skill. Like it's a literal skill. So start thinking about your day as blocks of time to complete things. And you can have a time block where you work on the house and you get the things done that are the most important to you. Like maybe get a crock pot and have a crock pot dinner so that you just have to throw it all in the crock pot and press start and it's going to be done at six. If you, if your partner is working full time and you're at home, I don't think it's a, a terrible thing to kind of have the expectations of, okay, you're holding down the fort here and I'm bringing in an income and we're working together to make our life work. Um, so like there are things that you have that are your responsibilities and I would just make time for them and I would make time for you to, to get into a healthy mental space and, and to do whatever it is you need to do to feel joy and to feel like you can conquer the day. Maybe that's meditation. Maybe it's reading from a book, like whatever it is that is your exercise, like gift to yourself. Like maybe it's watching a show for one hour for 30 minutes or it's journaling or it's gardening like that. For me, it's gardening or going for a walk, like do some, have a time block where that's your time that you give to yourself in the day. And then have a time block where you say, okay, from three to five, I'm going to be working on school or from 12 to four, I'm going to be working on school. I don't know what you're studying, but whatever it is, make time for the things that are important to you and important to your family and important to your dreams. Um, And I think I don't like, I obviously we don't know all that you're going through. It sounds like you're having kind of some hard struggles, but success like having a successful day for me when I'm down on myself and and just kind of like feeling the weight of the day and just heavy emotions being able to like create a plan for myself to have a successful day is so so helpful something that's attainable and planned out and something you know that you can commit to and have success in it and know that you've made strides forward in areas of your life that are important to you so I'd say that something has been super monumentally helpful for Ash and I is being on the same page with our schedule and things that need to be accomplished. And we plan our schedules together, our time blocks together, so that I know what to expect from her. She knows what to expect from me. We know what to expect of ourselves. And we're both on the same page with everything. And we put in our things that we both want to do personally for ourselves on this thing too, on this schedule too, days ahead so that the other the partner the other is aware of it so then when it comes up you're all planning for it instead of like oh i'm gonna head out for a few hours see ya and you're like wait what we have this to do this do this to do but if you schedule together and you're both on the same page with the schedule and the expectations and you have a vision for what needs to be done and how you're going to do it 
it just changes it. You are so much more relaxed. You know what you're going to do. You feel super good and productive. You feel fulfilled. It's humongous. So that would be our plan there. As far as cleaning, like one more time, it's amazing what you can do in 15 minutes. If you say, I'm going to have 15 minutes of speed cleaning, turn on some music and just kill it for 15 minutes. Jeez. <laughs> we have to end this podcast now. I'm wait, so- wait, let's read the weird food thing. Uh, be per- just, but <laughs> he's scouting at us outside the door. Let's bring James in for the weird news thing. Okay. Or the weird food thing. TV shows are not holding their attention today. Oh, did you get fruit snacks for everybody? <laughs> Thank you. James can... just brought in. Can yeah, can I have one? Yeah. Okay. What show is Georgie watching? Pokey. What? Pokey? Yeah. Oh, pokey? the bag is Pokey. Oh, the bags. James just brought in five bags of fruit snacks and said, I got some, Mama. Jamesy, what show do you want to watch? I don't know. I want some, Dad. You want some? some? Fruit snacks? Here you go. All right. Thanks. Can you sit with us? <laughs> this is Lisa's weird food thing. She says she loves making canned spaghetti topped with eggs. Canned spaghetti oh, topped with... You, okay, share with Mama. Oh, sit with James me. is sitting with Mom. She loves canned spaghetti topped with eggs and any other things you want to fry up like bacon, mushrooms, oh, and like cheese. like SpaghettiOs kind of? First, cook the spaghetti in a frying pan with butter. I've never heard of canned spaghetti. I, I have. I'll, it's like in the, the can SpaghettiOs things. Then fry the eggs with leftover sauce in the pan, whatever else you want to add. So good. She's a big fan. She's from New Zealand. It's a Kiwi thing to do. New Zealander. Huh. huh. Never ever heard of that. Canned spaghetti. It kind of sounds like a hash of some sort, like the American hash. James just put 10 gummy snacks into her mouth. All right, it's time for breakfast, you guys. We're just going to eat eggs without canned spaghetti on it. Sorry, Lisa. Uh, We love you guys. Thanks for all that you do for us, and we see you later.